Hey everybody, it's Rev DDT back for another broadcast, and I'm using my phone, so uh, don't trip out if uh, you hear a bunch of noise and and it sounds kind of weird or something. It doesn't sound like I'm using my uh, my uh, recording program. Okay, so anyway, so I was kicking back here, just uh, checking out some. Uh, I've been researching all morning and uh, looking at some things and uh, waiting for some drafts I have on Amazon on Kindle publishing to go through to publish. Um, before I put some more books on there, and I'm just chilling out, just taking a couple of days off. And yesterday, I had a great, great opportunity to go to uh, the gym over here and sit in the hot tub. And I thank God my insurance finally sent me their card and the new card and stuff so I could go over there and do that. So, on my new insurance, my new health insurance, I got um, gym access and dental, which is really good because I need dental too. And you know, and I've had troubles with my teeth most of my life, but you know, it's good to have it, and I'm glad I do. Thank God for um, the expansion for. Um, Medicare, Medicaid, and um, you know, and a, the Affordable Care Act, as well, Health Care Act, and, and and some other things too that they've done with um, in Congress with uh, um, you know with expanding uh, insurance for uh, you know medical and dental and stuff like that. That's really good, you know. Um, also for glasses and hearing too. There's a lot of options, a lot of really cool, um, a lot of cool de- um, um, insurance plans out there that you can actually get a hold of for pretty inexpensive and. Uh, uh, mine costs, I think, 170 a month or something like that, but it covers all my stuff, and that even costs hospital, covers hospital, and, and also on um, my meds. Uh, I still have copays on things, but um, there are th- some things I don't have any copay at all, like my doctor's visits, labs, uh, which is the things I do most. And then my medications had copays on them, but I think they might not have them anymore. I don't know. I'll find out here this month, actually. I'll find out, I'll find out here in a couple weeks. So, anyway, as we go, it's as good. Without all this stuff, I would have died. Literally, I'm not kidding you. Literally died. Been dead. I wouldn't even be here talking to you right now. I would have already been dead. This stuff actually saved my life. Okay? So, I thank God for that. I thank God for science. Science has actually helped me to understand things. You know, you use science when you do nutrition. You want to lose weight? You have to scientifically go at it scientifically uh, with the scientific data that they have out there, the research and data they have out there, and apply that data and research to your body, to yourself, to your nutrition, to your food so that you can lose weight, so you can maintain a certain weight too as well. You know, we call that, you know, nutrition, being nutritionally wise, you know, and or add as a nutritionalist. And even have, you can go to college and become a nutritionalist, you know, or whatever they call that. And, you know, and, and, and actually freaking make money doing it, right? Hey, you just specialize in understanding food and how it works in your body and how the human body works and, you know, all that stuff. And bam, you can off and run. And this is kind of a paraphrased, real slight, uh, uh, simple version of the whole aspect of these things, okay? So that's what I'm giving you. I'm not giving you any technical stuff because I'm not here to fill your head up with a bunch of, you know, technical garbage because um, that's not what I'm about. So anyway, down to earth, right? Come on, man. Even the New Testament talks about that, having down to earth faith, you know? Not being so freaking spiritually high and mighty that you can't even... You know, that's what got me thinking. And this is what I started to go into on this podcast. Because this morning, for some reason, I'm dealing with... Um, I'm looking at researching. For some reason, okay, I, fl- I go with the flow of the Spirit when I get up in the morning. I don't plan it. I sit down and I just examine my heart. I think, what am I looking for when I search? I had a question yesterday. Is that irrelevant today? Not really. What is the new question today? Okay, so when I look at my heart, what's the new question? So what surfaces as it comes up out of my heart? And I wait until something comes up, and I'll start looking for it. This morning it was number 222 because I woke up at 222, and, I, and I'm 
I, I pay attention to this because I've been training myself to do this years back because it does have relevance. It's actually helped me to navigate a lot of these waters where I was alone by myself and couldn't didn't even couldn't even hear God's voice. Didn't even know if I was being directed by the Spirit or not. And that's there are times like that in our lives, by the way. You might not believe that. If you're a believer in God, you're a believer in Christ Jesus. If you're on a pilgrimage with God, let's just put it that way. I don't care what religion you're of. Everybody goes on a religious pilgrimage or whatever. We call it a spiritual pilgrimage. Where I'm from, it's called a spiritual pilgrimage. And you may even have vision quests that involve your dreams, visions uh, in the night, visions during the day, even while you're awake. I've had open visions, literally had open visions many times while with my eyes. Seen it with my eyes and went, whoa, you know. And uh, I've seen the heavens open a few times. Um, and it they're always a little above my eyesight anyway, just a little above me, about a little above my forehead, not much. Just so I can look up, I only have to look up just a little bit, and right in front of me. And it'll be something, it'll be something that can be life-saving. Uh, they've been life-saving ones. I've had three life-saving ones. Uh, two of them were cards, and one of them was a, was a, uh, was a life-or-death fight that if I didn't have, wouldn't have uh, followed the vision. If I hadn't seen the vision, I wouldn't have been prepared. I was prepared, and it didn't cost my life. Thank you. <laughs> won't go into the whole details or anything you just know that these things can happen they, they do and you should know that by now because you've been on the earth for a while and if it hasn't been happening you need to pray and let me pray for you right now because i'll pray for your eyes open in the name of jesus eyes be open right now in jesus name eyes be open amen thank you father god ears be open knowledge understanding be open heart be open right now in jesus name be open amen thank you father god so anyway, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about these different religious things. And I, I was looking at this 222 thing and I was thinking about, you know, is there any significance really in these numbers? And I always kind of go back to this stuff. And I, and I happen to find this, I'm going to be thinking about this in a religious way. And I started thinking about religious mind control. And I went back to this dream that I had a few years back, back in the 2000s, between, I think it was in 2005, but I'm not sure. It might have been 2007, because I think it was actually after I started walking again, because I lost my, I couldn't walk in 2006. Uh, that whole year, I couldn't walk. Uh, there's been a couple of times where I've been grounded, where I had a, like one year, a few years ago, I had to put my ankle up and heal it to, to start the healing process, stop walking for a year on it, and uh, start the healing process in my right ankle, which is doing great, by the way. If you guys have been following this podcast, my ankle is doing so, oh my gosh, fantastic, man, it's great. So anyway, thank you. I got to sit in a hot tub yesterday, and it relaxed me, and it got me thinking about things and about the past a little bit, and I don't dwell in the past, but I always go back and refresh myself on some things just to make sure I don't go down another down the same road again, because it was just only not too long ago in the distant past that I was actually fighting for my own control of my own mind. You know, I had been seasoned with this garbage and had lived in this bullshit garbage for years without even realizing that it was garbage. I was eating garbage from garbage and I didn't even realize it. You know, allowing other people to make decisions for me and, and believing what they were telling me because I was so hungry for God that I would believe anything. Hey, I went, I was so desperate for God, I went into drugs, tried to find, couldn't find that way. Did have some interesting trips and uh, did learn a lot of things um, when I was on mushrooms. So I did a whole three years of mushrooms that will blow, blow you away what we did and, and the things I discovered. But um, no, that's not it. It wasn't that. And it wasn't, it, 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 if I got there, it was, it, I was still sorry because in my Christian faith, I still knew that I had, wasn't connected to God for some reason. Now, I'm going to explain this to you, too, as I go. 
Because here's where religion kind of plays, makes the play. You are connected to God, they'll tell you. And that's good because they're encouraging you. This is your faith. They're building your faith. That's a good thing. But when they come in and they start sowing fear into your life through their messages that are mixed, that can really screw you guys, screw a guy up, especially if he's lost, didn't have a father, good father image in my life. My dad ran off when I was seven. I, yeah, every man that ever come into my life except for my stepdad, who was kind of there and kind of not there, he was cool, though. I, had, I got a good pretty good picture of of being a man with him at least he made sure my mom didn't fucking turn me into a pussy and i'm talking literally because she was trying to fucking tell me not to fight and to run away from fights and he stepped in when i was 16 and said no you don't do that to a boy he goes i'm gonna teach you how to fight so he goes i don't know how to fight but i'm gonna teach you how and i was like but i was doing martial arts so i shouldn't know i shouldn't know how but i didn't even know how to do that i knew how to do the martial arts okay i could learn that stuff there's no problem i could box and shadow box and do things like they could dance around and, you know do the freaking dancing i could do fencing and all that crap i can do all that crap i can even do freaking ballet some ballet i can't do all of it now anymore i can't do the period i thought i could do the spin again the period what do they call that um, I tried it the other day right after I said it. I did it in the kitchen this, this morning on my left foot, but not on my right foot. I can't do it. But yeah, I can still do that. I, can, I could ice skate. I could do all that crap. I could dance. All that crap. I can't do any of that stuff anymore because I don't do it. But I can still do martial arts and I can still freaking fight. And I'm still fast. Actually, I'm faster now than I was because I've got a hold of my chi now. I was doing all this when I was disconnected. Now, I'm going to lead you up to this. and I'll, I'll tell you, you guys can probably relate to this. I was in Christianity, in Christendom. I was being prepped for ministry. I was in ministry, being prepped for ministry. So what I mean by prepped for ministry is I'm in your servant in ministry. I gave my life as a volunteer to ministry, and I did it, and I did it. And I was doing that, and I was good at it. And I was doing everything they wanted me to do, but I was also becoming a pushover. More and more, they were bullying me, and I didn't realize what was going on. More and more, they were telling me, forcing me to do things I didn't really want to do. That was eating a hole in my soul. And for some reason, between my 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 lower abdomen and my upper abdomen, in other words, right across my diaphragm, there was a block, an energetic block there. Now I didn't know this, but I kept telling people. I even I went from being uh, Methodist to Lutheran, checking out Lutheran, Episcopalian, um, different church varieties. Clear back when I was a teenager, and I all the way. I'm 60 years old now, and I did this all these years. Been all, and I, I finally found myself in a kind of a charismatic church, uh, Calvary Chapel, and then I over into, and then uh, off to Chicago. That was in California in the 80s, and then and then and then in the 90s in Chicago, I was in a little bit more of a charismatic church, but it was a Christian ministry, giant, huge Christian fellowship called Jesus People Ministry. Japuza, USA, it's Jesus People USA, and that's where Resurrection Band and all these other bands came out of there, and they have Cornerstone Festival, and it's a big thing. And I had to assimilate myself to live with 500 people, but I'm the kind of personality that I can do that. I had no problem with that. 500 men and women, and uh, a whole bunch of kids, and a bunch of uh, uh, old people too, uh, older adults, because we, we uh, bought this hotel while I was living there, and this hotel, this old hotel, and they had 100, 100 elderly people living there, and so we had to take care of them, and we were like, oh, no problem, we're ministers, we'll do that, you know, whole freaking place is all ministry. Oh, ministry all the time, ministers, ministers, ministers. And I had to learn how to freaking say yes to a lot of things I didn't want to say yes to, but it was good, though, because I got a lot out of it, a lot. For me, it was a good experience for the most part. But a bit cultish, though, because you're allowing other people to direct your life, you know. So I had to come back to society. One day I realized, oh, my God, I don't even know if I can. How am I going to be able to afford even freaking Q-tips, man? That, that's what dawned on me one day. And I was like four years into it. And I'm like, come on, I got to get out of here. I got to go back out into the world because what if this place burns down? And that was in the pit of my stomach the whole time. 
So anyway, it, it led me to a lot of things. And like I came back in the 90, late middle 90s and I started doing stuff and I got into a lot of trouble. Freaking, I was, because I was, I was like, fuck, now I'm going from one extreme to the other. Complete freaking isolation and a, and a total bubble, living in a bubble, to no bubble at all, man. All hell breaks loose. And, I, and it wasn't on my life. Fucking getting attacked by demons, people, all kinds of shit, man. Fucking, you name it, was going on. And, uh, and I was still so lost, completely lost in my faith in God because I believed God was leading me somewhere, but I didn't know where. I was just still climbing. You know, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the J.R. Tolkien story when freaking um, Frodo and freaking uh, and, uh, and, uh, and Gollum, you know, freaking, uh, they're going up to freaking uh, up into Mordor and they're at that staircase and they look up that black staircase and they're going, you want to go up that thing there? to go in the backside of Mordor. You want to climb that freaking door. You've seen the movies and it shows you the dark staircase, you know, the freaking, and you, it's like, oh my God, there's no freaking way you could climb that. I mean, just one slip and you're dead because it's straight down. You know, how does anybody climb that? But once you start climbing it, you do. And I know this from mountain climbing, from rock climbing and mountain climbing both. You can climb straight up uh, without ropes, by the way. Straight up a vertical without no, without no, without no ropes. Straight up a flat freaking surface with just little nubs on it. We've done it right out here on a stack rock. There's just little nubs of, uh, sticking out of the granite. We climbed up that, that thing. You know, I climbed up on teeny, teeny, using your freaking toes and your fingertips. Just climb right up that thing. It was harder than crap, too. But I got good at it because I got good at my grip. You know, I started getting stuff. You, you develop skills as you go, is what I'm trying to say. But, um, yeah. But I was still doing all this all broken. All Everything, all my relationships that I have with people and stuff, I, I've developed all these with, in the brokenness when I was still broken, when I still had that block going on inside. And I tell Pentecostal people that I was around because by now I'm hanging out with Pentecostals in the 90s and on, on because, um, because I have these gifts that I don't understand. I don't understand how come I can see into people's hearts, read them accurately, prophesy things, hear, hear things from God and prophesy things accurately, 100% accurately. And then not only that, yeah, not, yeah, crazy, huh? Yeah, I haven't missed on that one yet. God forbid that I ever miss on that one. Because I cried out, please, God, don't make me a false prophet. I don't want to be. You know, they come from God, too, by the way. He says he sends them. Go read Jeremiah. Uh, anyway, um, Jeremiah, I think it's in Jeremiah 4. I don't know. It's like early Jeremiah earlier in the Jeremiah book. But um, anyway, there was more stuff going on too. I can hear in the spirit. I can hear. I can also hear vibrations, voices, people, other people's voices too. Not only that, I can hear other spirits talking to as well as the devil and his freaking cohorts talking and their voices now. And I can hear them distinctly now, which is crazy. And then not only on top of that, I had all this other stuff going on too as well. I had a lot of freaking things going on um, as well. I, all of a sudden now, my empathic skills, my abilities have turned on full blast and I don't know what to do with them. And I'm like, this is in the 2000s when I'm, after I'd gone, gone through hell, got in trouble, freaking screwed up so bad, man, I should never have, oh my God, what was it? You know, I was demonized, freaking all kinds of stuff. I completely lost to dying, dying in, in, on a hospital twice, bed twice, uh, in a hospital twice, 2005, 2007. But during that time, it was in 2004, I came here to live, and I, I was actually uh, the, the May 2004, and it rained so hard, and frick, I came here, from, I just came out of a church, and out of this, and in 2007, I had this dream about mind control, and, and, and I started getting the information about this, and I was like, man, all these dreams I was having, I started having when I was having, I've always had very vivid, very super, super detailed dreams, very detailed. I could sit there and tell you 
a stories dream my dreams that it would paint stories that would blow your mind and i knew it blows my mind too i'm not going how the hell do i see all this my artwork's really detailed this because that's the way i am i just it's i'm wired that way i don't know why i am why do i go on vision quest why have i been able to fly on dragons why have i fought dragons and won why have i had the injuries and dreams that showed up in my reality here in this life why have i had all why is all this why god why this was all while i was lost right yeah 2014 something happened to me while i was meditating and I had an energetic breakthrough between my diaphragm and my freaking heart. On my diaphragm, between my stomach and my heart. Along my diaphragm right there. There was a barrier. I saw it build up inside of me. My inner eye is open too, by the way. I can see in the spirit. I can see very well in the spirit. I can see spirits in the spirit in my room sometimes, moving around outside. Do people, I, all kinds of stuff that I never saw before. I never saw any of this stuff before. I started having these, all this stuff started happening in the 2000s. And then all of a sudden, 2014, bam, I have this awakening. And then wham, that empathic gift I, that I had, that I've had all the time. I'm sensitive to energy. I just didn't know it. I've always been sensitive to energy. I just didn't know it because nobody could tell me that I was because everybody told, everybody told me I was just, I was just, oh, it's just you. You're just being so, you're just being overly sensitive. You're just being too weird. You just stop being so weird. You know, that's what I heard. I didn't hear, I didn't hear, nobody nurtured that for me. I didn't even know that was real until I started looking on the internet. Why am I so fucking weird I looked on the internet? I literally typed that in, those words exactly. Yeah, it came back and it actually Googled it up. Yeah, and it gave me a song. <laughs> Believe that. <laughs> so, why am I so funny? Yeah, type in um, Skanky Bitch or something like that in there into, into, into YouTube and get and see what comes up. A song. A song will come up. It'll give you a whole song list about these people that wrote songs about these. I'm going like, what the hell? So I just typed it in. I said, why am I so weird? What? And then I sort of had to just think about what is it that's wrong with me? That's, that people say is wrong with me or that I feel is wrong with me or that what is going on? Why am I so weird? What am I feeling? Let's figure that out. And I just started there, dissected it. And finally, after all these years, figured it all out. And I was like, wow, great. Had an awakening through the process and everything. And it was really cool. It's really cool. And just, I'm going into the ninth year now. And it'll be coming up in August. August 8th, baby. Man, that was a good number for me because June 8th, my dog spirit that I got that was a dream that I had when I was a kid. Uh, wolf dog, right? You know, I had a dream when I was a teenager. And I was, go back to my podcast. It's in there. A spirit was a freaking dog that I dreamed of and I, and I wanted him and then I got him. I read White Fang and uh, Call of the Wild and wanted a dog like White Fang and I got one. He's, he's a Malamute wolf. He was mostly wolf and a little bit of Malamute in him, but... Um, he was cool, man. And he used to see pictures on my on my on my Facebook page, you know, and on, and on my Instagram page of him in there. He you can see him. He's I got pictures on the fridge of him. He's really cool. Big giant ears, big nose, really cool. Can run full blast down the side of a mountain and jump over bramble bushes nine feet tall. Without missing a beat. Barking the whole time too. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I know we got some big mountains up here in Idaho. Right just right up. It's my backyard. Actually it's not. Actually it is my backyard because north is my backyard. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> it's north. North is my backyard, by the way. Right out there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I know it's pretty cool, man. But it's also kind of hard to live here, too. Depends on who you are. And if you're wired like I was, hey, man, I got some things bad, some bad stuff happening when I was a teenager. You go back to my podcast and you can hear about some of that stuff happening when I was a teenager. You'll know, man. It was hard living here around cowboys when you're a fucking hippie that's wired for freaking, you know, hypersensitive hippie, right? That's, that everybody's telling you you're fucking something's wrong with you. Stop being the way you are. You know, so anyway, so as time goes, I had this breakthrough when I was looking down inside my body. I could see while I was meditating. I could see my eyes were open. I was like, in my body. I was like, wow, I can see inside my body again. 
I'm like, oh, this is cool. All I had to do is just get to a state where I could relax. I was just trying to lose body fat. And I found out through science, and it was science that I found this because I started finding out about that they have a lot of scientific discoveries through meditation. And I wanted to know what those were. I just typed in, is there any? And I found a plethora of stuff. And it set me free. Er, more wisdom. That dream where I had mind control, where I was under mind control, I was, I was, I was finding my way out of it. This, this mind control, this hospital. It was a, it was a hospital. It came as a hospital. I was in a hospital, and it was in a mental hospital. And I was standing there looking at this wall, and realized that the wall in front of me was invisible, and nobody else could see it. So I just walked through it, walked out. Some people followed me because they saw me, and uh, those people actually, I, I'm the only one that got away, because guards came out to get us. We were, I, I walked right out onto this campus. It was like a freaking farm. There was a, a red barn in front of me, a giant red barn, and I ran to the barn. I, for some reason, I knew there was a way out through the barn. There was a fence all around. I couldn't see, but uh, behind the barn, there was a big canal. It was about 20 feet, 30 feet tall, and um, there was no way up the embankment. Uh, there was a canal up on top because I could see it, and I could see the fence from where I was at. It was on the other side of the canal, and there, over to the left, there was a baseball diamond up there, and I could hear people playing baseball when I got into the barn. When I got in the barn, I could hear them. And uh, the people that followed me, they couldn't get out of the barn. They couldn't figure it out. And then finally, I found, the, I found out how to get out of the barn. They were trying to kick a board out, and it was rubber. Every time they kicked it, it the, the leg bounced off. And I started looking for a way out, and I found it over on the corner where the two walls came together. There was a, there was a crack there, and just big enough we could slide through. So I slid through there. I saw the light, and I walked over there, and I saw the light, and I was like, right here's the way out. So I went out. Barely fit through there, but got through there, and then went out to the embankment, which was about 20 yards or 30 yards away from the barn, back of the barn. There was an embankment. It went straight up, and there was this freaking willow tree growing out that was sticking out of the embankment. It was curved up, up and out, and it had this parachute hanging with all these lines hanging down. And they were trying to grab, grab the lines and climb up, and I said, you're never going to make it from the top of that tree of the embankment. It's at least 20 feet. And so, because I was sitting there looking at them, they were like, no, no, no. So I went to look for another way. I always look for another way. That's just me. I'm like that. I'm wired that way. I always just look for another way because there always is. There always is. People get locked in this. That's why my podcast is all about being thinking outside the box, being outside the box. That's what it's all about, man. I look for another way. And I'm like, so I'm looking and I see this freaking up over in the corner. It slopes around this farm, right? The, the canal does. And, up, and, and, and it's a plateau up on top of it. And I can, I can see over there this corner. I go to the left and I'm looking up over there. And I see this trail going up the freaking top, up in, up the dirt, right up the side of the mountain. Now, I've climbed up the mountains here in Idaho. And you have to climb up on your knees and hands and feet on some of this. It's so steep. I'm talking about shit that's grassy, too, you know, in tree, you know, pine trees and stuff. But, I mean, you know, there's a trail, but, yeah, that's how you go up some of this stuff. So I'm, like, up climbing up these mountains, right? It goes up to 8,000, 9,000 feet around here. And uh, we're up 8,000 up here at Galena Summit, you know, 8.5, I think it is. Anyway, so, you know, it's a pretty tall mountain to climb that one. But I've climbed, like, Greylock, which is almost as tall, you know, and uh, up to the granite. The granite, you can't climb granite. Unless you got ropes and stuff. I mean, there's a way up through the granite, but it's pretty treacherous. And I climbed up a little ways and turned around, came back down, and said, "No, no, that one's probably got a cougar up there in a cave somewhere." Because it smelled like he could smell animal up there. He could smell like cougar, and and it smelled like bear. But it it it, it, it but I, there was no scat or anything around for bear. So there's probably bear around that area somewhere. But anyway, so we went back down. Anyway, we came back down and went back to camp. It took us a whole freaking day to get back down, back to camp. Got back down to camp. It was dark. Took off in the freaking, uh, we took off at like uh, 10 30, drank some coffee, ate some breakfast, and went over there and did that. Anyway, so that's from our camp. But anyway, so here I am. And this thing is, I'm looking, I see this freaking trail, man. So I start climbing. I just moved up that thing. And the people were still trying to climb the ropes when the guards came out and caught them. And I made it up to the top. When the guards saw where I was, 
when I was at the top, he saw me at the top, and he ran over that corner, and I took off, and I ran for the baseball diamond. I ran over to the baseball diamond, and I went over, and, I, and I, they were taking tickets, but I looked at the guy and smiled and, and just looked at him and waved my hand at him and walked right by him, and he didn't ask for a ticket. He looked at me and smiled and took a ticket from the guy behind me, and I walked right into the baseball diamond. I walked right into the right into the freaking stands, and I, run, I jumped the fence into the dugouts, and I got into the dugout, and I'm standing there, and I'm, and I'm with the guys that were, there was the teams were on the, on the field, and I'm with the guys in the dugout that were sitting there watching their, their gameplay, and they were looking at me kind of weird, and I thought about getting a uniform from one of them, but I thought, and I looked around, there was no more uniforms, and I could hear the guard at the commotion at the gate, so I freaking took off, and I ran out onto the field, man, and as soon as I got on the field, I had a uniform, and a glove in my hand, a hat and everything, so I ran clear out back by center field because there was nobody out there. I was like, whoa, there's no center fielder. So I ran out there. So as I was out by center field, I'm sitting there looking around. And this is what I played center field when I was a freaking, when I was a grade school too, which was really weird. And I didn't realize that until about two weeks ago. I was thinking about it. I went, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, so anyway, I'm out in center field, man. And I'm freaking standing there. And <laughs> and I look at the fence and there's a hole under it. So I just freaking ran over there. I kicked the fence really hard. And I got out from under the fence. And I jumped and I ran across this field. And I ran towards the left again, you know, to, towards my left again. So I'm running towards the left. And there's this, I see this this place where there's this building and there's this big old freaking huge uh um uh uh uh, uh it's a uh it's a deck outside and there's music playing and there's people dancing on the deck and i'm like wow and i start running for the deck and i look down and realize my clothes are changed now i'm wearing shorts and i don't have any shoes on and i got a tank top on with a pocket um a shirt pocket i'm like oh, okay weird that's kind of weird now i didn't have one of those ever one of the, i never had a tank top like that. i wear tank tops i never had one of those until about three years ago i still got it it's got a pocket on it It wasn't the same one but i, I just thought that was kind of funny when i got that it reminded me of the dream so these are all these, these things that remind me of this dream man keep reminding me of this of this thing and so i gotta keep going back to this thing Make sure that I stay away from this mind control because this is not good stuff. It, it can actually destroy your life. It, it like took years and years and years of my life away. So here I am like, oh, okay. Um, so I ran over to this, this, and I started to get to this, um, this, this porch. And the guys are just now at the fence. And they're starting to get un, uh, come out from under the fence. I see one of the guys turn around and look, and one of the guy's legs finally gets his leg out. And they're, kind of, they're bigger than me because I'm kind of small. So they're bigger than me. So they kind of had to big, make a bigger hole. So they're working at it. And I get over there, and I jump over the freaking wall onto this deck. And there's wisdom. I recognize her, and she's this big, beautiful black woman with wearing a really nice, beautiful. Um, uh, she's wearing a maroon uh, dress, long dress down to the ground, and she had a, um, a long sweater on that was a nice, beautiful dark brown colored sweater that really highlighted her her um, face and her face, and she she looked so beautiful. It really highlighted her skin and her face and her hair, and and, and her hair was um, long and it was long and flowing, um, but um. But it had a kind of a red tint to it too, so it's kind of an auburn color. And her and she, it just had this beautiful glow to her. And she goes, "There you are!" And I come running up, and she grabs me, and we started dancing together. She goes, "Come on, hold me close." So I says, "I, you know," she goes, "Hold me close and proper." So I was like, "Okay," so I know how to do that. So you know, I grab her hand, and we're just doing this little waltz out there, right? You know, and just kind of dancing. And she goes, "I got a friend that's going to come up here with a with a uh, with a uh, a gadget. He's going to wa- wave it around you in a second because you got a transmitter on you. We need to get off you." And I was like, "All right." So I'm standing there, you know, and I'm dancing with her. And these guys can hear these guys now. They're coming across the field. They going, "I don't know where I can see him. I can see. Him. I thought I saw him on the road on the deck. And I can hear him talking. I'm like, wow, man, this is crazy." So anyway, the guy comes over. He waves this one thing around me, and it was a it was a freaking uh, uh, a detector. It was a bug detector, and he freaking got beep 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 pulled this out of my pocket and my 
shorts. I'm like, what? That wasn't in my pocket. And she goes, don't worry about that, honey. And, and she goes, and he hands it to me. And I go, I don't want this thing. She goes, slip it right in here. He turned it off and handed it to me. She goes, slip it in my, 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 um, she had a long sweater on and that long sweater had a pocket, in it, pockets in it. And I put it in her pocket. So I was like, all right. She goes, now, she goes, I've got some things for you to give you. And as soon as I slipped that in her pocket, everything behind me disappeared. The people in the field, the baseball diamond, the mental hospital, everything that was behind me disappeared. And I'm realizing this while she's talking to me and we're dancing. And I'm going like, whoa. And she smiles and she goes, you're safe now. You're with us. And I was like, wow. And I'm sitting here going, this was the same woman I met three years before that in heaven, walking with Jesus. If you go back and listen to my podcast, I'll talk about that a little bit. My, it wasn't a dream. I had a dream, a vision within a dream. It was real. I was there. I was transported to heaven. I didn't know that you actually have a spirit man that can come out of your body until I started having outer body experiences. And yeah, you do. And you can actually appear as a form or you can appear as no form at all if you want to. In other words, you can get out of your body without any form or you can have a form. It started with me with form. But everything starts with me with form for some reason. I don't know why, but it does. If you just listen to what I've been saying, I've been having vision quests that are showing up in form. This is this is stuff going on in the spirit that is not formed as formulation. So just like this whole, and you think, well, this is happening just in your imagination. Uh-huh. What do you think God talks to us at? What do you think we were made from? Do you, do you not think that we were made from God's imagination? That God is imagination? That mind, spirit are one? That what the spirit is mind, the spirit is everything you are. Spirit is your soul. Spirit is. You have flesh. Spirit came in the flesh, gave us, gave, made himself a body and came here. His name is Jesus. See, this all, all this stuff is all right. It's not wrong. It's right. And that's good. These are things I hang on to. Those are things that can't be shaken. All this other stuff, you know, like even numerology, things like that. You're going, well, you're just talking about numerology. I'm like, oh, well, it's interesting. To me, it's all science. Science of this, science of that. There's a process to it. Scientific deductions, scientific uh, exploration, scientific freaking, uh, what do you call that? When you examination, scientific examination. There's, there's a lot of science basis, basis and meditation is, is huge. And, it's, and, and, and the people that are controlling your mind don't want you to discover it. And guess what? When I finally started getting free because I started crying out, when I came out of that dream, here's what happened. In the dream, she hands me a key ring with two, two sets of keys on the ring. One set, has, had, one set was seven keys, okay? And they were the extra ones. The first one was five. The first was five, and the extra was seven. I'm still trying to figure out the seven. <laughs> but I've got three of them knocked out of the way. I can't tell you those keys, because you have to discover your own keys for yourself. But the first five were, it has to do with grace, and it has to do with you. Now, you may have three keys. You may have two keys. She may, if you go to wisdom, you may have one key. You may, you may also have all five of the keys, too. Five of these keys. But it has to do with the gifts of the Spirit that make room for you. That's what that was all about. And it came in the, in the form of transportation, something that I liked, which is a Cobra, a Cobra car. A 1966 Cobra, by the way. Yeah, the race car that Shelby Cobra made. Yeah, that's my favorite car in the world. That thing looks so freaking cool. Badass with them little side pipes. But it, it won in the Le Mans. It beat freaking Ferraris and shit. I mean, from, it was a Ford. Guy was a dreamer. He was an American dreamer. Do you see why I like this car so much? Oh, my God. Passionate for this car. 
And that story, Ford's story, was cool. I didn't even know his story until I saw it on uh, TV a few years ago, and I was like on, on cable, and I was like, what? That guy had a vision, and it was really cool, man. Just all this stuff that they, and I, so I researched his life and the things that they did through the Ford Motor Company. It was just amazing stuff they did in the racing industry, all kinds of stuff. And, and I mean, who doesn't like racing? Who doesn't like cars? I appreciate cars, and I like, I'd like to have an old Ford Model T, an old uh, car, maybe, even if it was Rust Bucket, I'd still, old Model T, excuse me, Model T truck, um, old Rust Bucket or something, man, it'd be fine with me, you know, because those are cool, you know. But anyway, on we go getting a little nostalgic there this stuff matters so i had this breakthrough this dream was this dream showed me that i'm i'm free showed me that i have the keys to the kingdom showed me showed me that you have keys and you also have a specialized edition too an extra set you may have five you may have six you may have four you may have seven that's seven so i started dwelling on seven keys what they mean and i realized one of them has to do with all the nations of the world and this podcast is already being broadcast in a lot of nations already it may not be reaching too many people right now. It ebbs and flows. But um, I have faith that God's going to use it for greater things as we go. And it's going to continue to grow. I'm not doing it for, for money. I put the the the, uh, the advertisements on there at first because, um, you know, it was all part of that. And it was, you know, it can't be monetized and stuff. And, you know, it was like $15. It may make me $15. But I'm not looking at it to do it for money. That's not why I did this. I'm doing this to get the message out. He told me to do this. He set it up. He helped me. I prayed this stinking way to, a way to do this in for free. And when there was no way. When I was hearing while I was walking and talking to God, sorting through all this mind control crap, it took me from 2007, I think it was when I had that dream, it was in 2007, until 2014 to get free from that crap. And I went through hell to do it. I actually literally died before that and literally did, and actually did after I went to heaven. Um, and it actually, in 2009, I, I had a visitation and uh, from an angel, and then I was put to sleep. <laughs> it was at night, anyway. I was already in my bed. I was put to sleep by the same angel, and uh, he touched me on my forehead. This is twice this has happened to me in my life. And then I was in hell for a little while, and then I was back in my bed. And it was like the same thing happened to me when I went to heaven, except when I went to heaven, I wasn't, no angel showed up and touched me on the head or anything. I just went to sleep that night and I was crying out to God going, I really need you. I really need to know you're real. Please, you got to help me. This is the darkest period I've been in my life. I'm at, I, I, I don't even know where I'm at. I'm completely lost. And I was literally crying for God, literally. And bam, about 2.30 in the morning, I went, I woke up, went to the bathroom, went back to sleep. And from 2.30 to 4.30, I, 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 when I woke up, it was 4.30 the next time I woke up, but I didn't wake up. I just opened my eyes up. I was already awake. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm back in my body. How'd that happen? What just happened? So I called my buddy I was praying with, man, at the time, my prayer partner. And I was like, fuck, you got to hear this. And I told him a dream. I told him everything. And he goes, dude, that wasn't no dream. You were in heaven walking with Jesus. And I go, I know. I, but it was, well, I was in dream time. He goes, but you were. Yeah, he goes, yeah. And he goes, but you know, it talks in the Bible. It says that Daniel, he had, you know, it talks about other ones that had dreams, well, had visions in their dream. You know, maybe that's what that was. And I'm going, yeah, I think it is. You know, we don't know. We don't know this stuff. We just know what happens. And we go like, whoa, after the fact. And we start doing research and we find out other people have had dreams too and other people have experiences too. And they're all different. Every single person's experience is different. I'm still looking at it, still doing the research. What do you think I was researching this morning when I got on this topic? And I had this revelation about religion and how religion is mind control, and it will keep you away from your true path. Why you're here. Everybody's here for a reason, and everybody knows it. 
It's in you. You know it. You're here. You go, God's got some plan, kind of plan for me. Or however you relate to it, you're here for a reason and you know it. Everybody does. Even dumb, freaking crazy people that do stupid freaking crimes know it. I did those stupid crimes and I knew it. I was lost. After that energetic breakthrough through meditation, meditation saved my life. Jesus used that to save my life. And let me tell you something about wisdom of God. You can have faith, great faith, and that moves mountains. But if you have no wisdom, <laughs> you're reckless. And I was. You're reckless. And I was. I was so reckless that I was even reckless for God. Not against him, but for him. I wanted God so bad. My faith was so toxic. It was that bad. That's what you come across when you come across people with a real toxic faith. It's because of their desperation for God. It's just the sign that's saying, you don't have him yet. Keep going. But they don't see that because it's coming out of them. They, it's hard for us to see our own. We get, we, we get our armor on. We get this armor on us and we or, 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 or what we call our own glory comes out of us. We see our own light and it blocks the light of God out. And we think that we're uh, actually now walking in godliness and we're holy and we're pious. And we do all these things religiously. And this is the religious dogma that keeps it in mind control. It keeps you, you're, in, you're locked in mind control. You're never going to wake up that way. We're all here to wake up, by the way. We all came from heaven. We're all here to wake up. That's the truth. You know, and what I mean by heaven is some of the, there's different planets, by the way, <laughs> different solar systems. There's different galaxies. There's, this universe is huge. God told me it's teeming with life. Jesus told me straight up, look at your ocean. And he said, now that is the way the universe looks. I was like, well, okay. Yeah, that's a paraphrase of what he actually said to me. Get your own conversation going with God because that's going to save your life. Get desperate to know him because that's going to save your life. Get desperate to know him. Get desperate to know the Father, know the Creator, to know and to know the answers of the universe, to know the things of the universe. Get desperate to know these things. Because it's gonna save your life. What? Hey, I got a cat over here. So guess what? I just wanted to say this out of all this that I've said. Is that you don't know and you need to know. And keep going. I don't know. I need to know. And I'm going to keep going too. So God bless you. I'm going to let my cat in. Hi, Callie. You're such a good girl. Let's let you in. Come on in, Callie. Yeah, I'm doing all right. How are you doing? Yeah, really? Well, okay. What do you want to do about it? Really? You want to do it in the house or in here? You don't know? No. <laughs> want to get on my chair and sit for a minute? No? You're going to look under my bed. Okay, I'll get to you in a second here then. Let me wrap this right up. You guys have a great one. Don't touch your dial. I'll be right back. Yahoo! Rev DDT! Universal Broadcast! Broadcasting live across the universe. This is Rev DDT!